Welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon, episode 40. Woo! Woo! Yeah, woo! John's only been with us for like seven episodes, so this isn't really a milestone for him. Uh, it is April 23rd, 2021. Uh, I am joined, as always, by producer John and uh, Danko Suvin of the Instagram handle at DankToLose. Um I've gotten the question uh, just just this last week uh, whether or not John has an Instagram to follow. He does not at this point, uh, but maybe he will uh, be spurred into making one uh, with with that comment. Um, John, how are listener? you? It, yes, oh. uh, well, there's there's a couple of listener um, who who have asked the question, but uh, one in particular, uh, one okay. one of our our oldest goodest boys, if you will. Um, okay. But uh John, how are you, how are you uh, how are you doing this week? Slowly losing my grip on reality, but otherwise good. Okay. Well, that's and, standard. Uh, I guess I, for for the listener, but not the viewer, I will work on making an Instagram. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Um and then uh Denko, how are how are you doing this week? Yeah, I was alright until recently. I don't know what's going on. It's, recently uh, as in like just an hour or two ago or yeah just today just yeah. today yeah yeah all right i mean i think you know what happened i do know what happened but... uh it seems, <laughs> <laughs> seems to me that we wouldn't really benefit from bringing it up no, uh, but no, you know but family is complicated is, uh, and uh, is, and, uh, is, uh autism speaks i think is, is what this is. <laughs> i do i do want to point out one thing that did cheer me up for a moment go ahead which is that uh, before we began recording this, um, Michael uh, was counting down in Spanish and incorrectly uh, on yes, purpose. He on purpose. Down. Oh, damn it! It was on purpose. Yeah, sorry. It's not funny anymore because <laughs> he, he went three, one, two, and I was like, ah, he's got a broken brain. And it's good. No, 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 no. But now, now that it's oh man, it's like learning that Santa's not real. Yeah, right. <laughs> Learning that I sometimes just accident or or purposely do things uh, the Which wrong way uh, to to make it funny. It's uh, comedy is all about timing. What was that? Uno dos tres catorce. <laughs> Wasn't that the uh, Bono? Oh, I don't know. Maybe oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to U two since. Uh, since I heard them the first time, disappointed that you listened to them no, twice. No, no, no. I, the, there's very few bands that I think are utter garbage, and U2 is one of them. I'm shocked by the fact that they are one of the highest selling, if not, I think I read somewhere, but I find it hard to believe the highest selling band of all time. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually not surprised to hear that at all because they like name a U2 song, right? Uh, it's all just a bland uh, mess of, 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 of gray like 
everything is exactly the same as everything else. It, it right. <laughs> who listens to YouTube? Is that what we're looking at? <laughs> I'm, guess, they're, I'm they're guessing wasps uh, somewhere between the ages of 40 and 60. That's fair. But do you guys remember their, their 9-11 concert at the Super Bowl? I no. Wait, what? No. It I was, really don't. It was right after 9-11, so it was, you know, uh, yeah. it was 2002, and uh, they did this, like, 9-11 memorial Super Bowl performance with, like, just all the, all the shit you would expect, and it was, oh, my God, what a fucking nightmare, especially from them. Like, you... Of course, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know where to go with it, but uh, I'm going to rewatch it, and I'm going uh, <clears throat> to. Bono, Bono is probably the most neoliberal, and I and I hesitate to even say he belongs to this world, but musical artist that's ever existed. How how Irish poetry has has uh, has gone down the, the, the gutter? <laughs> is is he He's Irish? Seamus Haney. Yeah, isn't he? Oh, geez. <laughs> Man, the, yeah, the sure Irish must like really just fucking hate him then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're very political you. people. So is it is it that he's a neolib or that he's just like a sentient uh, platitude? What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a circular vendetta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, our, our first topic for today, before we start getting into the meat and potatoes, I guess is, uh, <laughs> and I guess this this isn't meat meat and potatoes to me, but uh, uh, we we may need to put Glenn Greenwald down, or or like I don't know. We've been saying it. Look look for the CIA brain chip that's uh, <laughs> that's embedded somewhere in his skull. Look look, Mike. The longer you you do something like do genuinely good work trying mm-hmm. to support left causes in South America. Yeah. This, there, this timeline always eventually leads to you having a CIA microchip in your brain. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, he just got, he got cooed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when when, when do cooed. I get my CIA microchip right you gotta step up the work man yeah that, that's yeah. probably true yeah um <laughs> Caston's not gonna cut it <laughs> uh so so this article uh released by greenwald on a sub stack uh, can we go back up to the headline because the headline's pretty that great beautiful face it is oh. <laughs> uh due process adult sexual morality and the case of representative matt gates the florida congressman has not been charged with any crimes but the reaction to this case raises important questions of political legal and cultural judgments in in that little subtext he's not been charged with any crimes but it raises important questions on how we judge things he's not convicted of anything yet there have like Aside from his name, like being dragged, and rightfully so, because Matt Gates is a creep and we all fucking know it, yeah. there have not been any consequences thus far besides an investigation that that's happening, which isn't necessarily a consequence. It's an investigation, and you know, to to treat the the court of public opinion as like an actual court, which is what Glenn is essentially doing here, by saying like. 
Matt Gates is being accused of something that he hasn't been found guilty of yet. Well, yeah, that's that, that's how accusations work, right? <laughs> you can't be found guilty of something without being accused of it first. <laughs> and that's all anybody's done so far is accuse him of being this weirdo uh, uh, sex trafficker and possibly pedophile. Um, and, and there's a long history of him being a weird creep about that. Being the only person that voted against the, the anti-sex trafficking bill. Um, his and the weird, revenge porn bill. Yeah, and the revenge porn bill. And the weird relationship he has with his, his servant slash son, whatever whatever uh, uh, Nestor is to him. You know, there's, his, Nestor, Nestor's his carrot. Dangle <laughs> <laughs> it in front of a high school. But yeah, so so uh, this this article is uh, not worth reading too much into. Uh, but basically, Glenn Greenwald is is saying, oh, all these accusations floating around about him are are some kind of form of cancel cultures sort of adjacent shit. Um, yeah, and I mean, that, that's that's ultimately where this concern is coming from, right? Which right. it's 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 a bummer because there there are limited uh, justifiable concerns around. The, like cancel cult- oh, culture question sure. right but but when when you see a certain amount of success i mean he's he's he's, he's a funny example of of um how these uh these media ecologies kind of work right where he's concerned about something that's real which is that um there are certain ridiculous expectations of like journalists and the way that they do or do not focus on things and if they say the wrong kind of thing or if they look into the wrong kind of thing they can potentially get into trouble with you know their hr or with for sure you know the the expectations of the company so like that's totally uh legitimate and so he's talking about these like cooling effects uh that potentially can occur inside of media and but then he he gets a little bit of success talking about these certain things that are supposed to be like edgy or whatever uh and they're really kind of not um and so he digs himself deeper and deeper into this rabbit hole where suddenly like everyone that talks about cancel culture i guess uh everything is cancel culture of course uh, and it becomes hysteria um and uh, yeah, it's uh, sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it does, yeah, it's it does because like I, I feel like cancel culture is one of the only things that you actually can't have a dialogue about. Ironically, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's because anyone that's talking about it is going to go into like an, some kind of extreme about it. When in reality, it's like yeah, I mean, sometimes people uh, are ridiculous, and then corporate. What, what what where it really ends up hurting people isn't where it's on Twitter because like people get Twitter dragged, whatever. Fucking people on the internet hate me too. Deep deal with that. Like, ha how is uh, cyberbullying real? Step right, away from the right. <laughs> but where where it does become a genuine issue that he seemed to focus on for a while until he he you know extended it everywhere yep. is you know inside of like reporting <laughs> where you you're told that you can or cannot do certain types of stories because of like the general twitter environment or whatever well that's that's what's uh that's what's that's what's really funny about this is because he left the intercept because Mm -hmm. he was told he could not report on certain things about uh uh, hunter biden right and 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 what he was reporting on was a little bit in the like conspiracy theory territory on hunter biden and here he is saying hey you're not allowed to report on matt gates like this 
And it's yeah, like, yeah. brother, do you not understand understand the the, <laughs> the conflict that you have here in your ideology, yeah. right? <laughs> well, I mean, but, but part of not not to not to pretend that I'm a mind reader for for Greenwald, but I feel like a lot of what's happening there's some justification to this but also you know uh i feel like i'm 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 taking a step back with a lot of this stuff because i'm always really mean about greenwald because he's he is kind of like a a turd uh in a lot of ways but um but there's this there's this tendency in a lot of like He's he's nominally a leftist, right? So sure. and he's he's done some left leaning work and things like that. So I'm inclined to believe that in his heart he feels that way. But there's this tendency in like left and and especially post left groups to attack as much as you can uh, liberals and like the Democratic Party, and for good reason. Of course, but part of that tendency also seems to lead to wanting uh, to like lay off of the republicans and like the right wing yeah at least in america like not necessarily elsewhere it's bizarre it's a really confused well, it's it's uh, it's uh it's like the the crystal ball and sagar and jetty like oh we have a a commonality between us and that we you know we both hate the libs right so yeah. uh we we can find this this left wing and right wing populism and mash them together and when you really actually explore that that's it's not what it is at all and and you know we've talked about yeah. this before with the, with things like jimmy Dore, who i don't consider to be a serious enough person to even call a leftist um but you know he he will he will call himself a leftist and then he'll do something like interview that uh that that uh uh boogaloo boy whose name i'm forgetting yeah. magnus something whatever the fuck oh, is oh did did he unironically yeah he did didn't he unironically interview a boogaloo boy thinking he was like a yeah. leftist militia number right or or thinking oh. that we had enough like <laughs> Uh, similar interests and and therefore similar goals. Uh, he he yeah. he stopped at the interest thing and just assumed that the goals were the same, um, and and decided to to interview that guy and and basically just gave him a massive platform to like lie about what his actual positions are. Yeah, um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. No, it, it's, is, uh, it's it's never led to any right. It's so old and it's uh, so issues. wrong, and and people yeah. keep falling for it. What so, happened with World War One? Is that is that related <laughs> anyway? Um, but I, I I posted about this before, um, which which is just that you know I don't think horseshoe theory was real up until like dumb guy hyperstition made it real, <laughs> and now like it's becoming something. Yeah, it's, it's yeah brown shirt red shirt. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, th- I think it goes back to the idea that there there is a a left politics and a right politics is not necessarily true. You no, know, it's no. it's good for like maybe broad generalizations of what people believe, but ultimately, like, I, I think people really underestimate like how politically confused some people are uh, in yeah. a lot of ways, and in that like their their ideologies aren't necessarily coherent. It's just they'll take certain stances on certain issues based on like completely you know and and this is why why ideology and and intent is so important and why 
I, I think this is something we we talk a lot of, especially about in like the uh, the workshop and stuff like that. Is is you know formulating like a, a solid ideology that that informs you know the rest of your your positions on things rather than like just blindly fumbling through and going like, well, this is how I feel on this subject and this is how I feel on this subject, and they're like completely misaligned with each other. You know, right? I mean. Yeah, that's I, I I agree with that to a point. Um, Zizek is uh, one of the things he he brings up that I uh, tend to agree with is that a good way of determining if something is in fact sniff sniff ideology <laughs> uh, sneeze sniff um, is whether whether you can find contradictions in it, right? Uh-huh. Because that's that's just what delineates a, a type of thought that doesn't align with the real with the real, right? Sure. Um, the, the same way that you, you know, apply Lacanian psychoanalysis to anything else. You <laughs> look for contradictions. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, these, these wide overarching philosophies and ideologies tend to be self-contradicting in a certain way because of the fact that we're human. And so they're, yeah, the, the, the goal ultimately is to try to find and produce an ideology that is not, uh, contradictive in a certain way. And, and in, I think that there's both a really good, um, it's a good goal to build a, a wider overarching one, but then to also look things through in like an extremely case by case basis, like for sure, that's actually what led me to move from being someone who's, who's maybe more on the authoritarian left to being, you know, uh, some form of anarchist at this point, which was just realizing, okay, hold on. Well, I need to just not have an ideology for a while and just <laughs> not not have any kind of um, discrete uh, uh, goals apart from like, well, I want the most people to be like, you know, I want justice and I want goodness and I want like good things. You know, that's ultimately the goal of politics is to make sure that people have it good. Right. right. And and so that led to kind of an ongoing micro politics inspired by like Deleuze and, and Guattari. Right. Because there's all that, that you know, micro politics. We, we've talked about this, the micro fascisms and everything with with our fascism episode and kind of working things through on a case by case, like little micro basis. And then finally coming up with, oh, Okay, well, my philosophy is entirely realigned, and now I have a new ideology. Um, so it's yeah, I think that it, sorry, this has been a huge tangent, but oh, no, I think that you you, you have good. to kind of do both, right? Yeah. You have to do the macro and the micro at the same time. Cool. Uh, so, anyways, Glenn <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greenwald um, is being canceled. No, uh, man, sad. Uh, but you know, Sad. it's it's like uh the 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 old Yeller gif. Uh, I I post this a lot, but but uh, when when I forget what the character's name is, but when he's like looking down the sights at old Yeller, and it's like <laughs> so, because because Greenwald has done a lot of good work in the past, and and you know if he if he could find a way to just maybe only leak government secrets. And just never give his opinion ever again. Maybe that would be. Good. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I also wonder. Like, I don't see how this would apply to the Greenwald stuff. But, 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 sorry, not the Greenwald stuff. The Gates stuff. 
Um, but it, it might apply elsewhere. But, you know, he's he's so oversaturated in, in a good way with politics in other parts of the world that I wonder how much of that is just like informing his politics in the U.S. in a bizarre way. You know? Yeah, like, I wonder if I'm maybe he's, he's, he's been out of the U.S. for too long to like understand what's going on here, maybe or something like that. And yeah, I don't it's, know. Politics everywhere are different and the same yeah. in a lot of ways. And it just, yeah, it things can, can become very confused. For sure. Yeah. Uh, next subject, and and this is a real downer, and I'm sorry to follow up a downer with a downer, but I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, in fact, one of my one of my major goals for the Benzo Rehab Dungeon was to uh, become a a major platformer on uh, on whatever Mike Lindell released. Uh, it started was it Frank Frank Talk. Uh, so so right now it's called Frank Speech. Frank Speech. Um, His it, name's not even Frank. It's not even like right. A, yeah, it's it's stupid. What's going on but, with that? Um, it started out. It was going to be Frankly, called Vocal, which was V O C L. Uh, it may have but turned was, out that that was like already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it may have turned out that the uh, that was maybe already taken by something else. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, and then and then maybe somebody pointed out that it sounds too much like Volcel. Um, there you go. It was me. Yeah, but uh, but now his uh, his new uh, uh, media platform that he's trying to launch called Frank, uh, which is short for Frank Speech. Um, uh, it's having some launch issues, and I'm I'm getting really frustrated because, like I said, I wanted the the Benzo Rehab Dungeon to become a major like part of this platform. You can and, sign up with like your phone number or something, right? Like I, I was hearing yeah, something about this, but without, this, but without doing anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so so it had a it had a failed launch, and then uh, Mike Lindell accused liberals of attacking the site so much that that's why I had a false launch. Um. And, a false uh, launch, but he's also claiming that there are like 90 million uh, people on there, which cannot possibly be true unless uh, they're all yeah. bots. Well, yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> they, they might be bots or they might be uh, people ironically joining, whatever. Yeah. Um, 90 million does seem like a lot for irony joins, so probably bots, you're right. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it uh, it it briefly was available, and then it uh, it it immediately faltered, and now we're just all in limbo. And uh, it sucks. Man. You know, you you think you can trust a guy, a billionaire? You know, he he has those yeah. billions for a reason, right? Yeah, to just do anything that fucking yeah. pops into. His fucking weird mustache head. <laughs> yeah, which to, to help which America. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what helps you come up with you know thoughts to act on really well, allegedly, is cocaine. <laughs> allegedly. Yep. That's not a face that does cocaine. It's absolutely not a face. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. It's it's a face that used to do cocaine. Oh yeah. 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 That for sure. Yeah, he, he yeah. put that life behind him so that he could make really good pillows. <laughs> and there's no reason that, that somebody who was on cocaine would want really good pillows. <laughs> I have I have uh, two or three of them because they've been gifted to me by people that would do that. Yeah. Uh, cocaine pillows? They, no, yeah, no, no, cocaine just pillows. Just pillows. Just, <laughs> just my pillows. They, they suck. Mm. They are I I like 
don't they already feel like a pillow that's 90 percent dust mite shit yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like it has chunks in it yeah <laughs> like, i remember i remember, I remember uh dorian you you like showed me one of the my pillows yeah. and i felt it and i was like this is lumpy and uneven extremely like and also i have extremely bad hygiene and i keep like shitting on it and stuff (laughs) i felt i felt it before the shit stains had appeared so that's true yeah you got you got the new one yeah but it's i'm like i'm honestly kind of astounded by the the uh the poor quality right right yeah because it can't be that hard Amazon to, Basics can make a better pillow than than the My Pillow guy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, man, I need a new pillow. I'm still functioning off of that one. Like, oh, I, geez, dude. Yeah, I, I do, I do have one like normal pillow. Uh, it's not My Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, damn it. <laughs> but uh, but but you know, I'm 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 a person that needs like four pillows because my head is so huge uh and so i need like th- that extra something beneath it you know so uh yeah i have to use those i i just gotta buy pillows i don't know what's wrong with me yeah pillows are kind of cheap honestly yeah i mean i just bought myself socks to underwear i'm very excited about that nice oh, dude that, that proves what did, age i am do you, do you an adult here yeah no. <laughs> do, do you have this, nice the socks, socks and underwear please. right now uh no they're on the way i'll, oh. I'll it's I'll gonna, show them to you guys next yeah. episode. Cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd really like to see your your socks and underwear. They're nice, uh, cushiony uh, uh, boot socks. Ooh, yeah, yeah. boot socks are always good. Oh, they're so good. Um, speaking of boots, <laughs> let's uh, let's go on to the next uh, the next. <laughs> this is either a very good or a very bad episode. I can never tell. But <laughs> yeah, I, I never know either. I just I just roll with whatever it uh, whatever it goes. Uh, so immigration, um, we we all saw the memes before uh, Biden took office. Uh, no more kids in cages, and then it was like, no, no more talking about kids in cages, and uh, that's essentially what's happening here. Uh, the the Biden administration um, is holding out for bipartisan support for immigration measures. The White House says, um, if we scroll down a little bit. So the the White House suggested Wednesday it isn't ready to use special budget rules to push immigration measures through Congress. Press Secretary Jen Psaki said the administration remains focused on finding a bipartisan path forward on immigration instead of using a special budget procedure called reconciliation. The budget rule would allow Democrats to pass legislation with a simple majority vote in the Senate and without any Republican support. So basically, the Democrats have power right now. They could enact some kind of meaningful change at the at the border with immigration uh but they're choosing not to because they want to work with republicans uh the people that we've been told for the last four years are evil and trying to uh, hurt us and putting kids in cages and putting kids in cages um let's uh let's go down to near the end of this uh this article i believe Uh, Biden is up oh, 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 right oh. there. 
Biden is also pushing a comprehensive immigration bill, the U.S. Citizenship Act of 2021, that would create an eight-year pathway to citizenship for nearly 11 million undocumented immigrants. Uh, Again, this is something that could be pushed through reconciliation, but he's not doing that. So basically, he's he's putting uh, 11 million undocumented immigrants' uh, futures in the hands of whether or not Republicans can be uh, coerced into working with them on this. Uh, if we go to the next link, just tripping over your own dick. Yeah, I exactly. mean that's an excuse though. Like, <clears throat> like it's it's not. I I wish it was tripping over their their own dick. No, but, but it's just they just don't want to do it. Yeah, they 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 don't. They're they're pretending that they have such a huge dick to trip over. Yeah. And then tripping over that pretend dick, like, oh man, my dick fell out on the floor, and it's just so big, I can't walk over it. <laughs> It's like so it's just so so which I guess before the show we were talking about how can right wingers have such brain uh, have such big brain worms, but oh no, yeah. Liberal, it's, liberals liberals definitely too, because like right. that somebody can say Biden is progressive is nuts. No, it's crazy. Like, oh, we gotta get these kids out of cages soon as the people who were putting them in cages compromise to let them out of cages right yeah because we can do that uh, so go ahead cowards oh yeah cowards for okay. sure uh so <laughs> so this next article is uh why biden's why biden still hasn't raised the uh refugee cap um on friday afternoon president joe biden announced that he would not increase refugee admissions this fiscal year saying that the current annual cap of 15,000 a record low set by the trump administration remains justified literally carrying on donald trump's policies on refugees forward uh, less than two hours later, after a sharp blowback from Democratic members of Congress and refugee advocacy groups, the White House made an about face clarifying that Biden would actually be issuing an unspecified increased cap by May 15th. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki passed it off as a misunderstanding and told reporters on Monday that Biden always had the intention of increasing refugee admissions down the line if the U.S. was able to reach uh, the existing cap before the end of the fiscal year in October. But the controversy confused and dismayed immigrant advocates who had expected Biden to take a more open arms approach uh, U.S. refugee policy, particularly after promising on the campaign trail to raise the refugee cap to 125,000 or even higher, which Saki described as, or which Saki described Monday as more of an aspirational goal. Mm. (laughs) when you when you give hard numbers like that we can always just expect that to be an aspirational goal right right Uh, just like the day that we're going to remove people from uh, afghanistan yeah yeah september 11th this time yeah september 11th (laughs) it's happening um so uh let's see let's go down just a little bit is that September 11th goal not like, does that right there. feel like a really awful move? Also? Oh, yeah, it's like, super arbitrary and it's all based in like like the, the sim- symbolism of it, right? Well, yeah, but the symbolism feels like, I don't know, it feels so gross. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. It is incredibly gross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Continue so, on. Sir. So the a, a uh, whole, whole generation has grown up since the handful of people who fled to Afghanistan, not from Afghanistan, 
fucking blew up the World Trade Center. For sure. Right. Fucking let's uh, commemorate our fucking invasion. Yeah. That uh, whatever. No, no, yeah, that's, that's all the right feelings you're supposed to have. Uh, so, yeah, so the White House twenty one and you know. <laughs> going back to the refugee thing. Uh, the White House has cited practical concerns with uh, increasing refugee ad- admissions. Unlike many of the president's other policy priorities, some of which have been stalled in the fifty fifty Senate, raising the refugee cap is something Biden could do unilaterally by issuing a presidential proclamation. There is nothing holding him back on this legislatively. He could literally just make this happen. Uh, Basaki said during a briefing on Monday that the challenge is not the cap. The challenge is the ability to process the funding, the staffing to welcome refugees, she added. Uh, if we go down to the uh, the very bottom of this article, there's a very important thing that we need to note here. What if we started like a jobs program for? I know, uh, right? Or or like repurposed uh, <laughs> uh, ICE agents uh, to you know just process these people. Um, so <clears throat> uh, let's see. Yeah, so so the the second from the bottom um, paragraph, despite the fact that the refugee admissions program and the asylum system are separate, the Biden administration has still used conditions at the border to justify maintaining Trump's refugee cap. These are two separate programs completely removed from each other. And the Biden administration is leaning on, oh, the border is such a mess. There's no way we can take in all these refugees because these refugees aren't coming from Mexico necessarily. They're coming from all different parts of the world where refugees need to come from because the world is a fucking mess right now. Um, and so, you know, the, which the, we had no, nothing to do with, yeah, which we've had nothing right to do with, with <laughs> our like 800 bases around the fucking world that are all doing things and, and, uh, creating situations where people need, uh, to seek refuge from, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's important to note that uh, they're using the border the border situation as a um, as a as an excuse for for not raising the refugee cap when the refugee cap has nothing to do with the border uh, necessarily. So cool stuff from from Joseph Biden. Um, yeah, this the stuff about the, the the border and immigration and stuff. That's I. I mean, I, I, I guess it's it's obvious to, to tell why it would be so depressing, but it's always the thing that fucking deflates me. Like when we're talking about this stuff, it fucking kills me just talking and hearing about this stuff. Yeah, maybe we should put that later on in the uh, podcast. No, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't want to leave unhappy. Yeah, no, yeah, the, no. It, yeah, it, it, it is incredibly am. deflating because it's it's it's, it's one awful. of the things that, you know, for all the things I had against Biden, if he like held true to to what he was saying about immigration at all, like I would be okay with at least that part of of Biden. Um, I had a lot of doubts about whether he would do that, and it seems they're being confirmed uh, more or less as as we're now, yeah. you know. Well, about any of the shit he said, like it's it's incredible how much he is uh, he's not doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it's things that, you know, there, there's there's things that I understand need to go through the legislative process. 
but sure. there's there's the intentionality behind not putting things through reconciliation where the democratic party has you know the ability to win with a simple majority uh we're talking 51 votes versus 50 votes where the 51st vote is just the the vice president coming in and voting on a, on a tiebreaker um the the you know letting the senate parliamentarian uh decide that a $15 minimum wage has no impact on the budget which is clearly bullshit and not pursuing that not not just overturning the parliamentarian's rule which is a very simple process of the vice president mm-hmm. saying no we disagree and we're going to go through with this um yeah you, you know mean, just it's... just the 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 backtracking from any kind of position that would lead to actual you know meaningful sub substance well, substantive change well mike if if the democrats start brute forcing things it's going to teach the republicans that they can just brute force things oh yeah <laughs> which isn't which isn't the uh the the republican party uh strategy for the last uh i don't know yeah george bush when, when was george 40. bush elected <laughs> so how are we going to get the republicans to uh uh get rid of their uh uh strategy of non-compromise through compromise yeah right <laughs> we, we we gotta do so like i guess i've avoided the is uh, well i guess i haven't i have definitely called joe biden senile <laughs> but i mean like if you think that joe biden is a reformed progressive then you also have to think that he's senile and forgetting where he's <laughs> progressive right yeah you know it's this this whole thing is like it's like someone getting in their first fight and then like <laughs> worrying that if i punch this person as hard as i can they'll do the same to me while they've they're like sitting on your chest and pummeling your face like yeah and and you know this this isn't the first time uh, any of these people have been in a scrap either so like the uh the excuse for for not understanding how fights work is uh, so they're just cowards yeah. they're just yeah. cowards exactly yeah um well, maybe well there it's, it's not even ca- it, i mean a lot of it is cowardice yeah i think it's, it's a lot a of dive. it's a dive yeah 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 sorry well, what was that john well, because I mean, if we get rid of the right, then fucking uh, centrist Democrats or whatever—they'll have to do something them. more they're, than performative. They're, well, they're they're going to be the right. Blue dog. Then everybody's going to want to get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If if uh, if Mansion and Cinema were the right wing of our politics, God, that would. No, I mean, they that would kind of rule. Of <laughs> if, if they were the furthest well, right, though, that only. would be that would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just uh, have to deal with some kooky asshole saying something assholeish from time to time. Yeah, like a couple people voting against like minimum wage increases uh, instead of like an entire monolith. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and click on the uh, the next one. We're we're gonna go on a little bit of a, a Biden tour here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, So months after Biden promised to end support for the Yemen war, Congress still has no details. Uh, This was April 7th is when this article came out on The Intercept. Uh, Two months after President Joe Biden announced that uh, 
that he would end all American support for offensive operations in the war in Yemen, including relevant arms sales. His administration has yet to detail what forms of support the U.S. has cut off. Um, so for those who are unfamiliar, the, there is a war in Yemen in which Saudi Arabia is killing a bunch of Yemenese people. Um, School buses mostly. I mean, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly targeted on civilian casualties. Um, and again, you know, we're, we're dealing with, with the Saudis who at the beginning of, uh, Joe Biden's presidency, you know, there was the report that came out that said, oh yes, the Saudis did kill, uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Um, and then when somebody was asking Joe Biden, like, Hey, so since, you know, we have a clear violation of like the Saudis killing, uh, an American citizen who was also a journalist, are we going to do something about that? And Joe Biden was like, well, we can't, you know, we can't punish Saudi Arabia for the actions of one man, which is the ruling prince of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. He was crown prince at the time. Yeah. Um, is he, is he no longer crown prince? Oh no. Uh, he, well, they at least took the honorific away from him. Oh, okay. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, like, uh, not not punishing a country for you know uh, something that the country did against one of our citizens, let alone what they're doing in Yemen. Um, so Biden had promised that you know we were going to you know stop arms sales uh, to the Saudis uh, for this reason. Um, it, it's it's really kind of been like a, a bizarre incoherent sort of thing, which, which I guess is a lot of what the Biden administration is turning out to be, uh, where, where it's like bizarre and incoherent where they're saying, Oh yeah, we're not going to punish them. We're also just not going to sell them arms anymore, which is kind of a form of punishment really in, in international terms. Uh, but, but don't be worried because, uh, go ahead and click the next link. Uh, so, so Raytheon has expressed some fears that Biden is going to cancel a $500 million arms sale to Saudi Arabia. Uh, click the next link. Really, all we need to worry about it here is the headline. Um, so so Biden's uh, Secretary of Defense is a former Raytheon employee. Um, also notable that he uh, went straight from the U.S. military as a general to Raytheon. And then before, you know, there's there's like a statute of like, how soon you can leave the military and then become secretary of defense. He's still within that statute. And so they had to get like a special uh, uh, waiver for him to become secretary of defense, which of course he got it because we're dealing with Democrats and Republicans here who don't care if uh, a former general is now the secretary of defense. And, and <laughs> it's not even don't care. It's want. Yeah. It's probably want. And, and also the fact that he's uh uh, deeply tied with a military contractor also doesn't factor into their decision on whether or not they want him to be secretary of defense. Uh, the, uh, the secretary of defense that, that, that we have now uh, is a, is a former Raytheon executive um, made a lot of money by leaving Raytheon to become secretary of defense. Weird. Uh, and, and so uh, the next link <clears throat> is uh Oh, Cards Against Humanity Family Edition. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, you might need to open that up isn't in that a, incognito apples? or something. Oh, right. That's just apples to apples, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's apples to apples, but for for edgy kids. Oh, edgy kids! So it yeah. says like poop. <laughs> yeah, it says <laughs> shit, doo doo, oh. pee pee. They can't say shit, man. Come on. No, they say shit sometimes. Well, not in their family edition. My God, Michael. I'm glad you're not a father. <laughs> it would learn the shit word. Learning the poo poo word. Uh, <laughs> I need some intermission intermission music for this. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think this will load because we don't have a New York Times subscription. Uh, but basically, the uh, the headline is that uh, Joe Biden is planning on um, um, uh, planning uh, on planning on selling selling. Oh, I'm coming oh, through on the speakers now. Speakers now. Oh, I guess I cannot share an incognito tab on the screen share. Weird, weird. Well, no one sees the porn. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it now. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, uh, U.S. is expected to approve some arms sales to uh, UAE and Saudis. Uh, So basically, uh, Joe Biden is... And, you know, this is interesting in how the... um, uh, you, you can leave this uh, this tab now and go back to the regular one. Uh, but it's interesting because uh, the the way that they came to the conclusion that they should be able to sell things to uh, Saudi Arabia was through a uh, a report that was released that said, "No, this will be fine." And I just I just think it's interesting how the Democrats always work off of like some kind of bullshit study or a report where it's like, "Oh yeah." We did a study into it, and it turns out that if we sell them arms, it's going to be okay, and we don't need to worry about it. What, um, what study was that? Well, uh, so another interesting subject, and I and I ranted about this a little bit on the, uh, the Instagram story the other day, uh, but the second that Joe Biden took office, there was the... Uh, a bunch of think tanks that are associated with like the military industrial complex, especially private military contractors and um, um, uh, like military weapons contractors uh, started doing like a shit ton of like studies, which is always where they're just like, Hey, here's the economic benefits of, you know, doing business with these certain companies and uh, employing private military contractors in, in certain engagements rather than, you know, uh, deploying the, the military. Um, so I have also a feeling in mind, go ahead. No, go finish your presentation. Oh, so, you know, just, yeah. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, but I, I think what I was trying to say is is just that, uh, you know, the, these studies are obviously uh, biased completely because they're funded by the same people who have uh, the ability to make a lot of money out of the conclusions of these studies. And um, it's it's telling that, you know, things things like this started occurring the second Biden took office. And one of the points that I've made in the past is that, you know, Trump was this dumb blundering fool that couldn't properly operate the the united states war machine and that's why none of the none of the military generals uh, a lot of the military contractors didn't really want to do business under him because he just was so incompetent that he couldn't make this machine work right and what i had posited was that when joe biden takes office is that he's going to work the machinery right and we're going to see a return of the private military con com or the industrial military complex, sorry. 
Right. And also keep, keep in mind that um, I don't know if they're number one at this point in time, but I'm inclined to believe it. Um, but uh, University of California, for example, is uh, they have more money moving through them through military contracts than any other institution in the world. Yep. And so, and, and certainly, you know, like when I was, when I was at Chicago, there was uh, a lot of money going in uh, through like DARPA contracts and things of the sort. So, for sure. I mean, these, these studies and things of the sort, I mean, a lot of that is for research to develop, you know, things like you know, weapons or, 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 or uh, psychological warfare or whatnot, but there's certainly a lot of like, justification uh research that's going through these places as well yep um if we could take a real quick break um, so i'm going to go ahead and pause recording real quick okay we are back from our break uh which which i uh called for um so so yeah we uh and he reprimanded us yeah i did reprimand yeah for yeah. for taking a break um it's just well that's why we took the break though so it's a weird thing that you would take a break and then yell at us for taking the break it hurts my feelings a little bit that you're like this yeah well you know i i believe in uh, machiavellian power structures <laughs> <laughs> and so if i don't exert my power over you guys then then i'll never be able to uh, maintain that power yeah um, i mean we're talking about these ideologies shifting so yeah. mine from like off left down to libertarian left mm-hmm. and uh I'm, I'm watching you work I'm, your way back up into off and it's yeah I mean, i'm it's actually fine. just going into off off um, <laughs> I don't care what direction it goes, uh, left or right. I just want to make sure that I'm in uh, I'm in control of whatever I can be. There's something to be said about authoritarians uh, and and being that way, right? It just yeah. like depends which like which friend group you have to determine whether or not you're off left or off right. For sure, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tankies. People are social animals. <laughs> um, so. Uh, two two articles that we wanted to look at real quick uh, on the subject of the Saudi arms sales. Uh, so the House passed a bill two days ago. Uh, yeah, two days ago, um, limiting arms sales to Saudi Arabia over the Khashoggi killing. Uh, it is worth noting that they did a similar thing when Trump was in office and then Trump vetoed it and did the sales anyways up to the tune of like several billion dollars i think which is just fucking insane um but i guess uh and and, you know it was funny at the time because a lot of liberal media sources like uh basically called him a monster because he came out and he's like hey you know they might have killed one of our guys but they buy our weapons it's a lot of money and it's like he was basically just saying the quiet part out loud where you know yeah. Of course, the Saudis aren't aligned with our interests necessarily as as people, and they do things that we dislike all the time. But you know, the but government rich, the government so. likes their money. So look, I I know that uh, that Bobby comes into the store all the time and he uh, sexually harasses uh, uh, our workers, and then takes a shit in the corner. But he buys a steak every time he walks into the restaurant. <laughs> right. So we just gotta we gotta let it happen. We might take $50 in losses every time it comes in. 
but he buys $100 worth of steak. So. <laughs> uh, just, just imagine like breaking a window every time you walk into a restaurant, yeah. but then like playing like the, yeah. As long as he, as long as he ends up paying for that window through his purchases. Oh, you know, I was a bouncer at a club for a while and there was a group of guys that they spent like $3,000 every time they came in. And this is like a shithole nightclub. Like it, well, like, it has to be right. <laughs> yeah. It, it like, uh, but they like, would like do the doggy drag, uh, on their ass as they like entered in. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, 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 they would, they, they would wear ill-fitting suits oh, and they come perfect. in and get bottle service at a place called the Dallas nightclub in Austin. <laughs> mm. And that's the wrong town. <laughs> I never got it and I was not interested enough to ask. So but yeah, no, and like they they just literally like let their asses hang out and they break mirrors and do all this other shit. Fucking doing cocaine in the bathroom, which I don't necessarily give a shit about. Fucking um like literally have to throw them out every night, but they would never ever get blacklisted. Hmm. And we kicked people out all the time and would ban them, but we were never allowed to ban them. We could kick them out when they got too bad, but the owner would never let us ban them for uh, sexually harassing women and stuff like that. And yeah, that's I, why gotta, I stayed with yeah. a lot of my girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you punch me every time that we spend the night together, but everything else is fine. So, yeah, you buy I, me bottle service. <laughs> <laughs> You're my sugar mommy, so they're allowed to hit me occasionally. Yeah, I'd let I'd let women do a lot for for uh, for a couple of dollars. <laughs> for, for service, yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway, what's this about Kashoki? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that that was the subject we started on. Uh, so, um, Dorian had the question while we were uh, starting to break uh, whether or Throw not me under the bus. <laughs> whether or not Jamal Khashoggi was was actually a U.S. citizen, and he was. Um, <clears throat> uh, and the the bill that was passed was authored by Representative Jerry Connolly. Uh, who is a Democrat from Virginia, and uh, he represents the district where Khashoggi lived when he was in the U.S. Um, if we want to go to the next link, which I brought up uh, because of questions that we had over over the break. Uh, so this is a, a good article from Jacobin, which I recommend looking up. I recommended it on the uh, Instagram story the other day, uh, but I would like to, to reiterate that uh, the the article is titled the Biden era is witnessing a return of the military-industrial complex, and it goes into uh, if we want to. Uh, so, one of the top national security think tanks back in the Biden administration, the Center for a New American Security, has been taking money from every major defense contractor while pumping out a steady stream of research uh, supporting those companies' interests. It's yet another sign that Biden's promised return to normal has unfortunately arrived. Um, and so this, and this you get a, a think tank gig, you know? Yeah, yeah no, right. I, I would love to have a think tank gig. Um, Can except we call for ourselves a think tank. Well, people are now, yeah, we are a think tank. All right, from now uh, on, my workshop uh, is a think tank. I guess, I guess I, I, I can pony up the money for the uh, the Benzo Rehab Think Tank, uh, LLC. Oh, <laughs> uh, launch on Frank. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We'll yeah. That, yeah. That, we'll that'll be our breakout platform. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I forget what the next link is because I think we've explored the uh, Biden sucks aspect of this for for enough. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Yay. <laughs> uh. Uh, the the clown show of politics that is now California, um, and and I'd like to preface this with uh, with saying that I think that uh, Gavin Newsom is a shithead who should be impeached, uh, but not replaced by somebody like this. Mm. You know, you want to just go ahead and play play that. Oh, yeah. Former Olympic gold medal winner and transgender activist Caitlyn Jenner has added her celebrity. Transgender activist just like hits my ears in a way when when I when I think about who Caitlyn Jenner is. Yeah, Uh, because she's really anti-trans in a lot of ways. Um, And and then really damaging ways about like saying like. If you're not, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, if you're not presenting enough as a female, then then you're not actually trans. Uh, no, she yeah. she called a trans person. I forget who, but she called a trans person. Oh, she was talking about how slutty trans people are, and uh, that trans people don't like her because she's not a gutter whore. Like not too long ago. Whoa, real Milo vibes here. Yeah, yeah. right. Like where where you're you're gay or you're trans, but you hate everybody who's gay and everybody who's trans. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I mean, it's like a it's like uh, the rich gays that. Uh, uh, are against gay marriage mm-hmm. or apathetic to it. They were like ranging right. from apathetic to against it right. because they're rich and it doesn't fucking matter to them. Right. Like, yeah. like, like Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, honestly, fucking nobody would do anything to Caitlyn Jenner, even if it was fucking 1930. Caitlyn Jenner's fucking rich. She can exactly live in a fucking house full of security for the rest of her fucking life. And, and I always hated the rhetoric that surrounded her as being like super, super brave for coming out the way she did, which to be fair, there, there is a certain amount of like, maybe daring it takes to do that but sure. you know the the way that people championed her as like the the bravest person to and and you know sure the trope exists like not as brave as our troops or whatever but really not as brave as like your average trans person who who doesn't have all the money to throw behind like a full transition or or you know faces poverty and joblessness and homelessness for for their entire lives because they'll never be hired by a company or never be hired in like a meaningful way outside of like fringe jobs or or you know they have to like take like demeaning jobs and like weird entertainment industry roles or something like that like the idea that Caitlyn Jenner is is somebody who's brave when she had all of the resources to basically force success out of this. Right. Um, I, I mean, I, I I would say that there's there's a lot to be said about the value of something like representation, but that's also where the issue comes in, where it's like, right. yeah, I I would say on like a personal level, you know, yeah, brave and and is was was doing something. Uh, for herself that uh, uh, many people in her position may have just allowed to kind of like rot away. And, and so I, I think there is something to be said for that. No, but and, and, the and, issue is yeah. that, that as she ends up taking uh, 
she she ends up having this position as being someone uh, who can represent this this subalternative community um, and do something really good with it. Uh, she instead is going to like run as a Republican and <laughs> exactly. uh, like is yeah. really shitty to, to trans people as a whole. Yep. And yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily like diminish her, uh, her own like personal struggles by comparing, but I would say that she's definitely taking her role in a nasty direction. Oh yeah. And, well then also there's that whole thing where she killed an old lady totally got away with it but whatever and yeah yeah what are in jail for that yeah if that's i mean it, every it comes every that, rich uh, person gets one right yeah you get one. <laughs> we yeah. all agree to that right, at, at right. least right guys like yeah i know i know we're all radical leftists who believe in communism or whatever but like we at least agree that a rich person gets to kill one person right yeah of course yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. I, mean, I just want to make sure we do need to put a lower limit on what rich is like, not just like worth a million, you know, like, Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck that chump change. It's 5 million or above. Yeah. <laughs> the threshold, like you, you get a card in the mail from the U S government. <laughs> You're rich now. You get <laughs> You've reached $5 million. You can now kill a person, <laughs> but, but, if you uh, if you hold it's it's like a what's that like marshmallow incentive test that they do with kids like where right. you know like they put a marshmallow in the front of the kid and they say if you don't eat that we'll give you two marshmallows later and it's like one of those things where like if you reach five million dollars but you wait until ten million dollars like the range of people <laughs> you're allowed to kill is is expanded you know like when 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 you reach five million dollars it's like all right you can kill an old white lady. And then, like, later on, it's like... <laughs> you know, I, I got a question about the marshmallow test, you know, because, you know, I, I, I get the point that they're trying to make, but what about those kids that might have been uh, dieting? Right, you yeah. You know, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I don't want two marshmallows. It, yeah, I mean, every, every, every test is uh, ultimately a failure when it comes to, like, <laughs> incentives and, and motives and stuff like that. No, it was dumb, but, Yeah. No, let's let's intellectualize it, Dorian. Let's let's go down that road. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, let's let's go ahead and finish up this this clip, I guess. Like we All got right. seven seconds into it. <laughs> yeah, immediately became enraged. <laughs> Status to a growing list of Republicans seeking to unseat California Governor Gavin Newsom. The 71-year-old said in a statement posted on social media Friday that the Democratic governor's, quote, over-restrictive lockdown during the pandemic has devastated small business and deprived children of in-class schooling, adding, quote, I am a proven winner and the only outsider who can put an end to Gavin Newsom's disastrous time as governor. put a pause right now. Outsider? Yeah, first off, outsider... You're rich. Yeah. Uh, secondly, um, uh, proven winner. Uh, sorry, but the the last thing you won was like races, like <laughs> like physical races. Not not like you've you've won anything politically, or, <laughs> or like you've got you've got a proven track record of having really good politics, or or like uh, uh, policy positions, or anything like that. Like you literally just ran real fast, which is cool. Yeah. But you can't call yourself like a proven winner in the context of like 
whether or not you can win a political campaign or whether or not your your political campaign can win just because right. you physically ran real fast once. Yeah, it, it it's like this thing that uh, I guess people buy into that like that they don't think that it's or they don't think that people can uh, justifiably call them out through from uh, being dishonest through barely technical truths. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm a proven winner. Uh, actually, I, I also am a proven winner. Uh, second grade spelling bee in, uh, in a town called PL uh, in Washington. Uh, look it up. Probably doesn't exist as a record, but, <laughs> but I have the trophy. Not to not to not to shoot you down and, and flex myself. Okay. But, uh, yeah. In the seventh grade, I won the "What America Means to Me" Ooh. contest. Uh, oh, I wrote an that's, essay. That's incredibly how, based, Dorian. Yeah. About how dope America is. <laughs> yeah. I still have the little, I, I still have my uh, my little trophy here. Yeah. Can you could oh, you yeah. like pull it in the frame right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, do he's it. gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh wow it is a little my god hand it's um what's amazing about it is if is you're if, a little sink fan yeah and you uh support the u.s war machine as a child <laughs> well, what's great about that is uh if you could hold it up again real briefly it's it's got the american flag at the top right and then all down through the base it has like deconstructed american flag imagery you know like it's that's mm-hmm. it's just the american flag the whole way up the whole way down and then it probably says something about how cool you are at the bottom what what it says what it says and this is this is a whole this is very funny it's the city of vista 2002 <laughs> patriot essay contest first place middle school Damn. So this was right after 9-11 yeah. that they decided to do this contest. Jesus oh, wow. Christ. It was such such a propagandistic thing, but it was it was so funny because um I I wrote this just like sappy, like awful, like pro-America propagandistic course, piece, yeah. which is exactly That's um, what they were looking for. <laughs> which is you know what I figured yeah. they were looking for. But my my uh, English teacher uh he was uh he was not having it uh which maybe justifiably even though otherwise he was like an asshole and i fucking hated him and he like almost ruined like writing for me uh but he um he ended up saying after we like read our essays out because we all had to read our essays to class for this competition and uh and he he ended up saying yeah i mean i don't know that that's really what they're looking for and then <laughs> fuck you mr ross <laughs> i'm gonna join a thing fucking tank. owned <laughs> i'm the most patriotic second grader there ever was hell yeah oh, cool. Let's, uh... now, now i'm me so yeah. that means anything well i was gonna say you know you, you might have well, uh, well i mean you're you're prowess at writing propaganda of course but like a kid writing an essay on patriotism i don't know like does that mean anything it's uh, like, uh, it, it does when you're trying to like enforce lifelong habits of uh 
fealty and and jingoism and you and know re- rewarding oh, I you know when, you, friend. when when it all was. of his when all of his peers <laughs> saw that Dorian wrote the best pro America thing they're like oh I lost the competition and that makes the competition about like whether or not you can be more patriotic right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I, I wouldn't say that it's like an intentional conspiracy but but that's the effect it has and yeah. and that's why jingoism is like just bad don't do it don't don't be jingoistic jingoism no. is a bad <laughs> jingoism is bad and uh that's all i got that's uh let's go ahead and call it here boys no <laughs> that's, uh, podcast over 40 episodes let's round out this uh let's round out this uh this this uh this clip uh, because there's a funny the point in here uh near the end all right called Newsom began in February 2020 before COVID-19 restrictions were implemented, led by a conservative group called the California Patriot Coalition that opposed Newsom's liberal politics. This is a circus going to cost $100 plus million. California's Secretary of State is in the process of verifying the signatures necessary. So I just have to say that he is the most California-looking governor I've he, ever uh, seen. He was made in a lab for sure. Right, he was made in a lab, but also he's got uh he's got uh the American psycho like haircut going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he he's a little bit Wally Fox in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he does years. he does like whatever 200 sit-ups uh, each morning. Um his his business card color is 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 bone <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and he's definitely been in a circle of friends that have exchanged business cards just to like judge whose business card is most of that aesthetically oh, yeah. pleasing um you know my business card would throw uh, blow all those out of the water by the way oh yeah okay it's yeah. very good yeah, yeah. I I I printed like way too many of them as a joke when I was like I don't know twenty something, and I still have like a box of them around. But all it all it has is it's just my name and my contact information, and then on the back it just says this is what you deserve. Mm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> which which uh, coincidentally is something that Gavin Newsom has said while strangling a <laughs> prostitute. Oh, haven't we all? <laughs> oh yeah all right let's actually listen to him yes yes because I, I wasn't listening to him i was just looking at how sandblasted his skin oh was. yeah for sure yeah to force newsom into a recall election voters would be asked whether the governor should be recalled and if so who should succeed him who knows what could happen the last time californians recalled their governor was in 2003 when Democrat Gray Davis was replaced by Republican Hollywood star <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. History is cyclical, man. It's, uh-huh. yeah. And again, uh, we, we mentioned it on the... No, we mentioned it on the uh, it seemed- the deconstruction episode that uh, California was a Republican state for a long time and still oh, yeah. is very deeply, deeply conservative. And so... You know, the last time uh, a governor was recalled, we replaced him with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, which, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, oh, now nice. now we're facing another another recall yeah. where um right um <laughs> the replacement may be caitlin jenner <laughs> i i have an irrational amount of love for arnold schwarzenegger he's uh, uh, he's an awful he's, politician yeah awful politician but, but but like weirdly wholesome person yeah yeah weirdly oh, wholesome yeah. person and i just I'm a really big fan uh, of bodybuilding. I think it's like a really cool uh, homoerotic sport. Well, you you like Rodan, um, so I do like Rodan a lot, yeah. and that's why uh, it's the way he builds packs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, and you know, also the reason I love uh, Arnie. <laughs> his uh, his uh, inspirational uh, speeches are actually. Uh, they're really great. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, they, uh, if I can remember correctly, they're oddly absent of, uh, or uh, at least have a reduced amount of empty platitudes. Yeah, I think all platitudes are empty. So sure. Yeah. for sure, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, they're good. They're they're really good. And, yeah, and and he's actually like uh, surprisingly like pro uh, uh, pro like green energy. Um, maybe not even just like green energy, but like anti-pollution sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Still, still an issue. Real quick, please. Yeah. What's up? Oh man. Because we're on the topic of uh crazy people running for governor. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really hoping you were going to show us uh how like bizarrely pointed uh, Arnold's pe- uh, uh, biceps are. They're weird. They're weirdly shaped. Yeah, no. So, Very sharp. So, Pyramidic, even. Pyramidic, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, so, so Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Oh, yeah. McConaughey. <laughs> Woo. Uh, is flirting with a run for governor. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, apparently, uh, well, uh, Texans with the recent snowstorm, the snowpocalypse that we had and our entire electrical infrastructure came to a grinding which halt. affected you quite severely oh yeah my like walls were exploding from frozen pipes and shit like that and i mean like also you know i had to live in like 37 degree weather uh inside my own house for a few days before a friend took pity on me and i had to break COVID protocol to probably survive because yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, uh, granted, I'm not that I'm not old or anything, but plenty of people did freeze to death in their homes. Yeah. And while, while I would like to say that I'm glad you're alive, uh, I think the fact that you broke COVID protocol kind of it's problematic. Yeah, it's problematic. And we'll talk yeah. about it after we're done recording. But um, oh, for yeah, for I, the I, listener I, and the viewer, if this is the last time John is on the podcast, it's because uh, he broke covid protocol i uh i, I do hate for being too friendly <laughs> i i do accept my uh inevitable write-up yeah and, uh, hr uh, hr is at least gonna have a talk with <laughs> our, our hr department by the way is just a possum we keep in like a high chair it just and, and, and the possum is informed by me uh after i've uh, been drinking <laughs> The the, the possum is actually forced to watch a whole lot of videos of a drunk mic, and it's got like those uh, those clockwork orange like clamps on the eyes. It it, it has to see everything. 
<laughs> I got to draw this. <laughs> All right, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. No, I just wanted to let people know that uh, we could have a Governor McConaughey, and apparently he's polling well. Uh, uh, yeah, no, of course. And, yeah. and so is like yeah. um, uh, Andrew Yang in uh, New York uh, for governor right now. Um, I'm friendlier to that. I mean, no, I'm, well, like, he's, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm friendlier in like a way where it's like not as bad as Matthew McConaughey, probably. But yeah, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like Andrew Yang is technically a serious person compared to Matthew McConaughey. I mean, with 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 Yang and the Yang Gang uh, in control of New York, uh, what what I envision happening is that everyone has a thousand dollar stipend that goes immediately to their landlord, but then <laughs> also there are even more horrifying robot dogs. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I I would like to make a quick point on Andrew Yang versus Governor Cuomo. Uh, so obviously we we have a lot of criticism for Cuomo because he completely bungled the response to to COVID. Because um, he's a sex monster. Well, I don't think because he's a sex monster, Allegedly. but because he's a he's an egomaniac. Kills more old people than Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so you know, <laughs> it, it's worthy of note that Andrew Yang. Uh, early on in the COVID pandemic was uh, talking about how one of his old buddies who happened to be associated with the military said that uh, we should just infect everybody in the military with COVID so that they could, you know, carry the antibodies and still be ready for service. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, like we, we have these criticisms of, of Cuomo for basically sacrificing the elderly in COVID-19. Uh, uh, Yang would have uh, sacrificed a bunch of young uh, service members for COVID-19. Well, I mean, like, and, Yang's general, like, archetype is just, like, uh, he's, he's like, the friendly face of a mad scientist, kind of. Like, if, if you if you tell right. him some kind of, like, weird Elon Musk thing, he's absolutely going to be like, I, I was oh, just yeah, about, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I was that just sounds- about to bring up the Elon Musk comparison where it's just, like, yeah. he... he he sees himself as an ideas man, but like <laughs> he, he doesn't have like the, the thought to back up any of those those ideas. John, to John's like... expression right now is 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 very interesting. What's what's going on? What's, what's... well? I just find it weird that Andrew Yang has the most self loathing veteran friend in existence. Oh, I mean, it's it's <laughs> like... it's highly suspect that this veteran friend friend even exists in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Like, well, and I then, don't doubt that he exists at all. It's absolutely some guy just saying like, "We need to be ready." <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, what what is this? What is this actual veteran status like? How how involved with the military is he really? Is he just some guy sure. that like role plays on the weekends as a military guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and like, well, and like uh, that, and that Andrew Yang's veteran buddies aren't like you know, uh, country club. Uh, officers and a veteran that hates himself and his fellow uh, service members so much that he would infect them with a deadly, deadly disease. Right. Yeah, because like I, I don't hate myself that much. That uh, that Republican guy with an eye patch is also a veteran. It's worth uh, mentioning. (laughs) Dan, Dan, whatever. 
Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Uh, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I always forget his name because I hate him so much that I just like forget he should exist. I don't know. Um, All right, what's next? I, I think we what's got coming? some Dave Rubin clips. Oh hell yes. yeah! Speaking so, of the cool club, so this is a this is a series that I'm going to call uh, uh, the worst takes on Derek Chauvin's uh, guilty conviction. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I'm not even I'm not even going to try to begin to guess what Dave Rubin will have to say. So we've got this clip and then we got a secondary clip from him, which I think should just probably be played back to back unless we really, and, and it's entirely possible that I'll, I'll say pause and, and interject <laughs> something, but Unlikely. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think these need to be played back to back with each other. All right, here we go. You know, it, this is the weird thing with equity. They seem to want everything to be equal. So it's like, okay, if we shot 50 black people, we got to shoot 50 white people. Which, by the way, that's sort of what they actually do mean. It's just like, what? Oh, man. We, we couldn't even make Dear it God. through. <laughs> I, uh, but I, yeah, I, I want to pause here too, because now that I'm remembering it. Um, first off, if if we're talking about equity, shooting 50 black people and shooting 50 white people... Uh, uh, black people are a minority, and so if there's if there's going to be some kind of like equal exchange here, it needs to actually be like a hundred and fifty white people versus the fifty. Statistician? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so, not a statistician uh, necessarily, but I understand how statistics work. And uh, uh, if you really wanted some kind of equity here, like if you wanted to make things comparable to each other, then you know the population uh, has to match the rate at I which mean, police shoot them, right? Yeah, but ignoring that is exactly like that's so central to the way that these people think like that. That exact confusion about math is like why these people's brains can function. Oh, yeah, for sure. Functioning. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like not a single logical chain of thought can fucking go through David Rubin's head. I don't think. No, No. absolutely not. No. Yeah. I. I, I want to apologize to you guys. I'm currently making a Dave Rubin meme, so if I'm looking down on my phone, <laughs> you are. Yeah. Not if you are. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll be worth it though. No, I'm it's sure it will be. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll repost it. Don't worry. It, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <but laughs> all right. Let let it. Let's see how much crazier it can get. Let him speak. Yeah. It's like, okay, if we can just get more white people shot, then then we'll be okay. In essence, that really is what they mean. And I know this will be clipped by Media Matters. You losers, I'll get to you in just a sec. Um, it doesn't need so to be clipped. If, if we're going to deal with this honestly, which I know it's getting very hard to deal with any of this stuff honestly, then we have to talk about behavior, that a behavior has something to do with some of this stuff. And we can talk about all the reasons that people act differently. You could try to read a Thomas Sowell book and you might realize some things about the welfare state that did not help behaviors and all of that kind of stuff. But we've got a whole bunch of other stuff to get to. So I want to talk, you know, it, this is the weird thing with equity. They seem to <laughs> want everything to be equal. It's, it's so replaying now. <laughs> do, oh, do we have any thoughts before we go on to the, uh, the next one? He's just repulsive. He's just yeah. a fucking idiot. Yeah, he absolutely, fucking sucks. Absolutely you know terrible. You know what? I, you know what? I, where, where does this shit come from? Bad brains. Like, when, yeah. who said, what 
what person? What what real person? Yeah, there's there's literally nobody on planet Earth that's saying, all right, if you're gonna shoot fifty black people, you need to shoot fifty white people. It's just literal, man. That's, that's, just, <laughs> that's just like crazy shit. Like that's the type of shit that just like pops out of like weird drunk people's heads in the comment section of Facebook. Which it's yep. interesting you yep. say that because I am regularly a, a weird drunk person. <laughs> That comments on stuff on Facebook. <laughs> and I've never once had the thought that anybody is arguing for for like an equal distribution of police force against people. Maybe maybe you should get drunker. It's like I I can't. If I get drunker, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I hear equality, and what I don't hear when I hear the word equality is stop killing minorities. It's killed more of the majority. That's definitely what I hear when I fucking when I hear the word equality. It's like, like the opposite of equal opportunity. Yeah. What kind of fucking psychopath? We need we need what? equal disopportunity. That's that's what we're all arguing for. Quotas, guys. For quotas. Jesus. Yeah, we, uh, we we need a, a, a consistent amount of white people killed for every and, and you know what we got to do is we we have to kill a black person and then we need to uh we need to then conscript, conscript somebody to go kill a white person, right? That's that's how <laughs> that's how it works. That's what's going to make everybody happy. Yeah. Not, you know, meeting like their demands of justice or anything. Not just having like a weird, brutalized force that is constantly killing people, uh, mostly black people, of course, because racism exists. And, uh, you know, there, there's a well, lot of be... racism exists. OK, does yeah, never, never mind. Yeah, yeah. it's we're certainly all... not systemic. They got there rid of it back in the, the 60s, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like... Uh... Oh yeah, no, because uh, the clan wasn't still like assassinating people in the seventies, and fucking Reagan didn't get elected in the eighties, and Bill Clinton didn't call black people super criminals. None of that. Our 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 current like biggest issue when it t- comes to domestic terrorism is not white supremacists. Oh yeah, no, we have not had over three hundred or so fucking abortion bombings. You know, it's. It's not lost on me. It's not lost on me that David Duke is still alive and uh, Fred Hampton was killed by the FBI. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that 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 point is not lost on me uh, when it comes to uh, racism in America. Uh, so so let's move on to. Um, I don't even know if this is a. I, I almost want to say this is a worse take. On uh, on the whole Chauvin George Floyd uh, situation, uh, but I think it might be because Pelosi like performatively says that she wants justice in America, whereas whereas somebody oh, yeah, like Dave Rubin thing. is just a douchebag that shouts into a camera and makes a lot of money off of it. This is somebody who can actually like work to affect change if she really wanted to. Yeah. Um. So so let's go ahead and uh, we'll. Oh, you know yeah, what? You, no, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know. I jumped ahead. Yeah, we need yeah. we need to yeah. listen to the second Dave Rubin clip. My bad. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> we need more of this. Hey, Anya says, "How not to give up?" Seeing the Chauvin verdict, federal push for CRT, and all the madness in corporate media, I feel that I feel very deflated, and I want to give up. You know what? 
I hear you. Um, I think you've heard it in my voice in the last week. I've been more frustrated than usual, a little more despondent than usual at some level. Um, but the key thing for any of us, if you love freedom, if you love America, if you love, forget America, forget freedom. If you love life, hey, Anya says, how? <laughs> Uh, so basically he goes on to say that uh, we need to keep fighting for, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> if you feel deflated about the fact that a, uh, a murderer was convicted, yeah. uh, you yeah. need to, you need, you need to keep fighting against the, uh, the, the liberals and, and everything. Yeah. That if, if you feel depressed that, a grinning sociopath was convicted for fucking kneeling on a black man's neck. You know, like you just gotta keep fighting yeah. for fucking the American dream or whatever the fuck Jeez. Dave Rubin's going on about. Yeah. I don't even know what to fucking say about it. Like, what is there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he sucks. Um yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah. I, he's got a huge following. It, it's so amazing. Well, I'm guessing he's writing for himself. Uh, no, his uh, his his husband and and yes, uh, <laughs> Dave Rubin is gay, which is the hilarious yeah. thing no. about like all of his conservative takes. Um, married to a man named Dave. Yeah, married to a man named so so Dave and Dave. Oh. Uh, but uh, his uh, his husband actually writes a lot of his material, from what I understand, because mm. I've. I've watched a lot of like uh, Anna Kasparian and the Young Turks and and uh, Majority Report, and these are all people who had like interactions with Dave Rubin before he made his like weird uh, right wing split. Yeah, his his, his right wing pivot. Right wing token. Yeah, um, yeah. His uh, his husband writes a lot of his material, and Dave Rubin just kind of comes in and reads it off the teleprompter. Is, is kind of how it works, and, from what I understand. And he definitely he definitely goes off on weird tangents. Oh like yeah, he, well, he because he, he, he yeah he, he goes off written. on weird tangents because he has no like coherent thought of his own in a lot of ways, right. except that for that same. he knows he needs to like go in a rightward bent. So he's like, it's right. really crazy how the uh, the liberals are bad and and uh republicans are good right and they he, call me stinky but <laughs> he does kind of talk like uh almost like intrusive thoughts yeah oh for sure it's like yeah. coming into like his mind and he has Tourette's and can't help but <laughs> yeah. fucking spout those he just repeats crazy uh, the intrusive thoughts, thoughts yeah yeah <laughs> sure. Uh, so oh, so like I said, maybe maybe not better, but maybe worse in some ways. Um, Nancy Pelosi's statement immediately after the the Chauvin conviction is, and and you know I posted this on on the Instagram, but um, what the fuck is she looking at? Sorry, <laughs> have you not seen this clip, John? Oh, I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you're you're in for a ride if you haven't seen this yet. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just go ahead and play this. Uh, although I did repress a lot of it. That's fine. I, I did fucking scream in my bathroom. <laughs> uh oh. 
Did I? So again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. Fuck. For being there to call out to your mom. How how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you, and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. And now we have to make sure justice prevails in the sentencing. But that's, you know, that's that's its own procedure. Our responsibility is to make sure that Karen Bass, who has been so open to justice with the bill that she, she put together, she wrote, and now trying to uh, find uh, areas of agreement in the Senate. Because unless we can change the law, this will be an episode. We change the law, we're going down a different path altogether. So, have I talked about my theory about how uh, we allow these, uh, like, ancient fucking weird fascists to remain in power even though their brains are rotting go on because i don't think you've talked about it but uh this is something that we definitely agree with (laughs) (laughs) how can like somebody like let her like go up there and you know say that shit Like, well, yeah, you see in the background, there, there's there's some confusing expressions in the uh, background where they're like, yeah, the yeah, thank you, Joe. Oh, 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 what, what are you saying? Um, I just sent a link in the Discord if you want to click on that because I think it uh, it aligns and it's important to to pair these things together. Um, <clears throat> see, and like, I think that. Where was it? Oh, okay. I think that being that old and in power is basically like being in a nursing home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except for there's no walls. Right. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you constantly have a public platform. A gilded cage. Yeah. Like all these like aides and, and people that are that surround Nancy Pelosi, like they you know they try to control her but sometimes she fucking spits the tranquilizers out yeah i i I had somebody i I had somebody in in the uh so i posted this clip to to the instagram and somebody in the uh the comments said whoever wrote that speech needs to be fired and i replied with I think this is just straight from Nancy Pelosi's brain. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they have a point. Though. Yeah, no, they do have yeah. a point, and but yeah. I don't think they meant it the way that uh, that that it yeah, yeah, <laughs> ultimately right. leads to. Um, so, so we have uh, Mayor Jacob Frey, uh, who is the mayor of Minneapolis. Uh, his his tweet uh, after the uh, the Chauvin conviction. Uh, George Floyd came to Minneapolis to better his life, but ultimately his life will have bettered our city. The jury joined in a shared conviction that has animated Minneapolis for the last 11 months. They refused to look away and affirmed he should still be here today. But at least it ends on the right note, but Jesus Christ. You just said that it's better that he didn't. Right. He's not here today. He came here to better the city. 
or, or <laughs> ultimately his life will have been like yeah the the weird way that they're treating george floyd is like a sacrificial and, and to be fair and in, in some ways they're making him a sacrificial lamb and that there's a lot of talk in the undercurrents of like uh the political sphere that now that Derek chauvin has been convicted the police reform measures that need to be taken and and you know i'm i'm an abolitionist and i think probably you two gentlemen are as well yes sir but yeah. you know like if we're talking about the broader politics of things and that there's a lot of pressure for reform uh there's been a lot of aides in in the white house that have uh, anonymous, anonymously come out saying that this lessens the pressure for uh, the Democratic Party to actually <laughs> make any substantive change to how yeah. police policing works, and I'm not an accelerationist in like the the dumb shit understanding that like Chauvin should have been found innocent so that we could riot and like force change to happen. Chauvin should have been found guilty, but also the the secondary effect that this lessens the pressure on the democratic party to make change is like incredibly troubling and that should be what what actually like radicalizes people's thoughts absolutely that's what i got there yeah (laughs) and well i guess i guess we'll see uh what happens uh when uh the democrats inevitably fumble raise the budgets of police across the country yeah they'll be wearing kente cloth though, yeah so you know it'll, it'll, it'll be cool because you know that's how you get somebody under control you give them more money <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, i don't think we need the <laughs> i don't think we need that next link uh because i didn't watch it in the first place um, after ben shapiro yeah uh ben so so Ben Shapiro tweeted out, convicting Chauvin of murder rather than manslaughter was incorrect in my view of the evidence. But at least evidence was presented to support a conviction. No evidence was presented that Floyd's killing was racist, but Chauvin was convicted of that, and so was America. Um, <laughs> so was America. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's him telling on himself for sure, that America is oh, like white people absolutely. in power. Yeah. <laughs> We, we, we actually could go back to the link before this and, and just look at the headline uh, because it's hilarious to pair up with that thought. Um, and, and this is uh, some podcaster influencer named Zuby. Uh, and the quote is, one of the worst things you can do to a young person is convince them they're some kind of victim and that the world is against them. Uh, and he's talking to Ben Shapiro, a person who has just said, that uh, America has been convicted of racism despite no fault of America, right? Like, like that's the point <laughs> that he's making. Uh, and, yeah. and ultimately, that's what Ben Shapiro is always saying is that, uh, you know, cancel culture exists. Dr. Seuss has been canceled for, for nothing. And, uh, you know, all these people are coming after you and, and you, you've been convicted as guilty of being a racist for no reason. Uh, he, he's basically, a, a giant victim prop, like propaganda mm. machine for the right wing. And, uh, this guy and him are agreeing on, on the idea that, uh, you know, uh, legitimate victim complexes of like black people are killed by police all the time are false. And that, um, you know, convincing, convincing young people that, uh, that this kind of, uh, 
uh, victimhood exists is is a harm while he tells all these young white incels that they're victims for not getting yeah. laid you know yeah right society's against you man mm-hmm. because you know it's not because you're fucking toxic and unlovable <laughs> no. yeah they they changed the, the flavoring in my favorite toady pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and that's, that's, that's that, you know, like Ben, ben Shapiro, uh, you know, victimhood about wet ass pussy, right? Yeah. Like the idea that, that uh, purity culture is being assaulted because, you know, a, a lady is singing about having a wet pussy. Uh, the idea that, that Dr. Seuss is being canceled because of racist imagery. Well, who's ever seen that in Green Eggs and Ham? <laughs> and he's talking about a completely different book than, than like the... And, and it's not that Dr. Seuss was canceled in the first place. It's, it's all like victimhood capitulating. And, and, and it's all falsely built on this idea that everything is out to get them. And then he, he has the audacity to, to repost this interview where he says that one of the worst things you can do to a young person is convince them there's some kind of victim. It's so, it's so disingenuous and, I don't know if you guys care to even watch this clip. I, I didn't watch it. I don't know what the content is necessarily, but the headline is, is Wait, hilarious man. to me. Did you say the Zuby guy fucking agrees with Ben Shapiro? Well, yeah, I, I think that's what the, I, you know, it's one of those like Candace Owens, like we, uh, oh, we, we find the, uh, the uncle Tom that we can, and then we make them say, <laughs> yeah, we make them say the things that, uh, that, that support our belief structure. So maybe, yeah, yeah let, let's go ahead and watch this. I guess it's, it's two minutes and 20 seconds. It can't hurt. Right. Yeah. You know, let's watch this, uh, black person debate, debase themselves so that they're allowed to be in the same room yeah. as a fucking far right conservative. It lines with just my, my own personality. And then where I was raised, my my own family my parents it was just never a thing they never they never sat me down and were like oh zuby you're 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 black and we're black so life is going to be harder for you or you're going to have to work 10 you know all, all that stuff there's something that people call the talk and i never got the talk in that sense which i'm very good so that's fucking wonderful if that's fucking true because other than maybe him and Candace Owens, they're the only black people I have ever met who has not <laughs> fucking gotten the talk from their black parents. For sure. And yeah, and you I come you come yeah, you come from a position where your your father isn't even like liberal or anything like that. He's he's very conservative, right? Well, socially, like my dad's a democrat. But he's kind of socially conservative, fucking yeah. for whatever fucking reason. But my dad, well, my dad's definitely not a Republican. I, d- I think my dad would fucking, uh, <laughs> I don't know, fucking explode or bleed out of his eyes before he fucking became a Republican. So there's at least that. That's good. That's good. Fucking, but. Uh, cool just because my dad's a bit socially conservative and like pretty authoritarian I'd say in like his like philosophy and like how things should be done uh, however he lived through fucking the civil rights movement 
and fucking Rodney King and all the Black Panthers that got fucking bombed and assassinated by fucking cops. And I mean, like, I thought it was funny when I was a kid because I, we were watching a movie and, you know, I was younger and in this movie, I can't remember what the movie is, but the cops are outside of a black guy's house and he takes off all his clothes. Was that Boys in the Hood? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. But the 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 black guy who's a suspect like takes off all his clothes and he comes out with his hands uh fucking uh, uh up and he's naked, you know, so nobody can say he has a weapon or he's breaching for anything. Fucking and I laughed at that because I thought it was like funny and my dad's like, that's not funny. Fucking he was like, that might actually be a good idea. Fucking yeah. in case there's ever fucking 12 fucking cops outside your house which i was thinking like why would there be 12 cops outside my house and you know now that i'm an adult i know that it could be for various fucking reasons it could be because fucking somebody smelt fucking what they thought was fucking drugs or missing them thought i was somebody else or you know it's just the fucking wrong house Maybe I dated a drug dealer. Maybe they need 12 men to handle your massive dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which in that case, wear, wear boxers as you walk out. Yeah. <laughs> please, oh, please. Yeah. There yeah. are children in this neighborhood. <laughs> but that's great that this guy was able to fucking live in the one neighborhood where he fucking wasn't, didn't need to have the fucking talk. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Great for him. That's awesome. Let's. I guess it, none of, it, the, the talk do, just doesn't do. happen, though. Grateful for, because I think one of the worst things you can do, especially to a young person, is to convince them that they're some kind of victim and that the world is against them and that they're oppressed, especially if that's not actually true. Because I believe that whatever lens you view the world through is going to be your reality. If you walk around thinking that the the whole society and nation is very very racist and very very sexist and very very bigoted you'll start to see those things even where they don't exist right you'll you'll get onto a bus and the bus driver might be a little bit rude to you and you'll say oh he he, he was like that to me because i'm black or because i'm a woman or because whereas it might just be that he's not a very nice guy he's in a bad mood whatever right so you start you start reading intentions that may not even be there and you're seeing people doing this a lot now right you're hearing people talking about things like the rise of white supremacy and things and i'm like what where like, is, is... i need bleach yeah. <laughs> just, like just pour bleach so, on me or something <laughs> i'm also jealous that uh zuby is uh i guess not just uh colorblind but also fucking can't can't or doesn't maybe he doesn't know what a swastika is yeah right and he's never seen them <laughs> fucking marching in the thousands all throughout america for the last fucking hundred and whatever the fuck ever fucking years yeah or, well first it was Klansmen, and then the nazis were a little bit later but fucking oh, the rise of white supremacy where Fucking goddamn! Who is this person? Uh, his name is Zuby. That's all I know. About him. Yeah, I guess that's all you need to know. Oh, he's a rapper, <laughs> author, podcaster, coach, Oxford University graduate, strong advice, fitness ebook. Wow, that's, that's what that's what it stuff. says on the side there. That's all I know. You about. guys know uh, uh, Elliot Hulse? No, no. He minus rapper and I think the university credentials. 
he seems to have a similar kind of thing. Well, I'll, I'll bring him up in a later episode. I'll, I'll try to throw some stuff right. at us because he's a weird story and kind of, yeah. Anyway. What the fuck? Okay, coming back. If they are, then let me know because I, I need to be aware, right? But you're, you're having people just saying these terms and say, putting things out there and really catastrophizing in a way. And I just don't think it's helpful to people. Like I said, I just don't think you want to be convincing people that they are victims, that they're oppressed, and then getting mad at them. Oh, what the fuck? You scroll right. down on Twitter, man. bizarre thing. I've literally been in arguments with people where they're trying to convince me I'm impressed. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very privileged, right? 90, 99% of the people in the world would probably quite happily swap positions with me. And then just having that perspective, like my family background is also from Nigeria. So in terms of just having a, a global perspective on things and seeing just how fortunate we are, if you live in the UK, if you live in the US, just you're in such a good position just yeah. the same loop of shit over and over again yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and i mean i think this just goes to show i'm gonna go out on a limb and i'm going to uh i'm gonna guess that uh zuby is at least upper middle class yeah, yeah he, he, he seems class, to have come from a uh, position of wealth and maybe that's informing how he views the world yeah, his global position that fucking black people are just fucking imagining when they get called fucking niggers in the street or when cops fucking are killing them and right, shit right. like that. Or, you know, I we we all mass hallucinated all the fucking <laughs> various fucking Nazi and fucking clan parades fucking going on. But, I mean, not not even just recently. Well, you know. it's not it's not they, so they, much they, that they, they hate they, black people; it's just that they really like white people, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, not hate. <laughs> it's, it, what, did, what did Richard Spencer call it? An ethno state or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. That, that's their that's their weird way of cleaning state. it up. Is is yeah. we don't hate black people; we just think we should all be separate. Separate man, a kid and having adults, but a, adult fucking white people fucking <laughs> trying to fucking justify that shit yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that, I think I have a couple of more Ben Shapiro things lined up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> uh, so go back to the last one real quick. Oh, okay. Uh, convicting Chauvin of murder rather than manslaughter was incorrect in my view of the evidence, right. but at least we, but at least evidence was prevent, presented to support a conviction. No evidence was presented that uh, Floyd's killing was racist, but Chauvin was convicted of that, and so was America. So I read that earlier. Uh, let's go to the next uh, uh, Ben Shapiro quote. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, this is somebody quoting CNN's Don Lemon. Uh, CNN's Don Lemon says justice has been served. And Ben Shapiro replies to the, uh, that with, uh, and we all know he never would have said this had the reverse verdict been reached. Yes. Right. Because yeah. uh, it was obvious that uh, Chauvin was a murderer. And so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if if the verdict came back innocent for a thing that we all knew he did, yes, 
We would have been upset by that. <laughs> Brain dead take, yeah. Well, and I, th- this is like another like weird like rich person in the public sphere thing that like court cases like determine actual truth. Oh yeah, of right? course, right? Yeah. Well, well, it's all That's... it's all based in like the the idea that the process will always you know result in in what is what is true or what is agreeable or or what is like factual right like like we we created the process of the legal system and whatever it turns out as the result is is necessarily the right thing right yeah never mind the fact that we constantly change the legal system because we find that the way it produces results is is not always accurate to reality uh, but you know, we we get these process-oriented uh, dipshits, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean, because it's like it's like sure, our, like our justice system. You know, you're allowed to kill one fucking person if you're rich, right? But yeah. You're damn near allowed to like rape an unlimited amount of people, and then <laughs> say that you beat the fucking beat the charges in court, so therefore it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. (laughs) Oh, sweet. Speaking of despicable people. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wanted to share or Hmm. uh, subject the uh, listener and the viewer uh, to uh, Sheriff Sheriff Robert Chody. (laughs) Chody. Um, (laughs) His uh, name is Chody. Excellent. And so Chody, like Chody is a ridiculous person. Like, not just, I mean, the viewer can see, but the listener cannot. He, he does look ridiculous, but his existence is r- ridiculous. 11 pounds of shit shoved into a nine pound bag. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking uh, Sheriff Chody is the sheriff. He was an Austin uh, uh, police officer. Uh, but he was too toxic for the Austin Police Department. Uh, he's he became the sheriff of Williamson County, which is a county over. Which I actually technically live in Williamson County, fucking even though I'm still in Austin. Don't dox yourself, uh, dude. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> fucking, oh, you live no. in you live in Redacted County. <laughs> with redacted redacted fucking bag of shit is my, or was my sheriff because he was fucking indicted former uh, redacted oh, yeah. county sheriff redacted chody <laughs> i'll redact your chody but uh so what he was he was a former apd officer because uh he decided to uh beat the shit out of a black teenager hmm. and their mom for for absolutely oh, and no the reason because they were walking yeah, and the mom. Is this the one that uh, that was caught like with uh, live cameras? Oh yeah. So yeah, he would. So uh, which you know that was much later in his life. Uh, but uh, he uh, he was able to uh, beat the charges because it was apparently heinous enough for other cops and the fucking public at large to uh, you know call bullshit. But. He happened to win the fucking lottery. Ah, during that's pretty good. 
the fucking court proceedings and hey, he said never never let anybody tell you that meritocracy doesn't exist in america <laughs> yeah and then he went on to self-fund himself into uh becoming sheriff a made man or whatever the fuck but uh it turns out that fucking uh not just being a fucking terrible person who fucking beats women and children uh and then escapes to fucking other jurisdictions to continue to be allowed i guess to beat women and children he incentivizes his fucking deputies with steakhouse gift cards to uh for particularly i guess uh bad beatings and also spots on his live television show uh like danko said where uh Williamson County deputies murdered a fucking uh, semi-elderly black man with a heart condition. Jesus Christ. uh, By tasering him to death. Uh, And in fact, I believe in this article that the deputy in question, which... Nope. uh, This deputy in question uh, right here, uh, who I think only had 12 weeks of training before he was out on his own, because Williamson County Sheriff's, uh, you know, have like a, I guess, a fucking six-week probationary period. All right. Uh, beat the ever-living shit out of this woman and fucking dragged her in a sundress across the hot Texas fucking asphalt and found a way to scrape her genitals across the fucking asphalt. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, apparently he was shocked that he was getting fucking uh, uh, fired. Or asked to resign because this was too heinous for the Williamson County Sheriff's Department, which operates is, heinously. Yeah, it's it's so though they have such a bad fucking uh, rap that white people in Travis County feel nervous driving through Williamson County because they are afraid of fucking Williamson County deputies. That's uh, you really yeah, brought this nice... down, man. <laughs> I'm just yeah. No, I mean, I, I just, I just think people should know that uh, some yeah. people are willing to. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that, that's uh, that uh, that's good. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, yeah. Well, and the, oh, and also they rehired Williamson County, the new sheriff. Yeah, no, that that's that's what they always that's what they always fucking yeah. do is is uh you know uh, if if one of these cops uh gets fired because you know they did something obscene uh they they just go to a different jurisdiction and they oh, get no, rehired no, no, again no. And, and 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 I don't know what you're saying here is that he got rehired at the same jurisdiction yeah. um but yeah like in the case that they don't get hired at the same jurisdiction again they just get rehired at a different jurisdiction uh and and these these uh, honestly sociopaths uh, I I think it's fair to call them uh they they just keep bouncing around the system and it's not too different than like the sociopaths of the Catholic Church who oh, keep yeah. like finger banging kids or whatever. Uh it's, it's it's just an institution that that does not self-regulate in a way that that produces uh meaningful results. It's a, it's a system that self-regulates in a way that just like pushes people around. Uh it kind of just like spreads the uh the terror that these people uh wreak upon communities so, do you guys want to guess uh what the justification that they gave for uh rehiring the deputy 
was uh cool dude <sighs> rehabilitated uh, we, let uh, me think sure, about this for a second uh, um, person on the the, the the we we need a strong man to lead us uh, jesus christ yeah probably the strong man thing no it's because uh nobody told him that he shouldn't fucking oh, uh, yeah. brutalize and fucking drag people across fucking shitty Texas fucking asphalt roads. He was just following he, policy. He wasn't yeah, trained yeah, not yeah. to fucking abuse people fucking terribly for steakhouse gift cards. That that's kind of that's kind of how all these things like get swept under the rug. I've I found is is like it's it's not that he did something bad or or she was innocent. It's like Oh well, you know, how could somebody possibly know that it's harmful to drag somebody across asphalt? Or or how could somebody possibly know that it's against department policy to uh to kneel on a person's neck for such and such amount of time? It's uh it's it's always uh credentialized sort of bullshit where um it's it's the the training that you received didn't tell you explicitly that you're not allowed to do one thing or another uh and so when you do that explicit thing uh they can say like oh well you know we never said you're not allowed to burn a school bus <laughs> we we just uh we just you know we tried to tell them that maybe burning a school bus is bad but we never said like burning a school bus shouldn't be done at all yeah, but ultimately, um, I mean, if you've got enough school uh, school bus uh, steakhouse gift cards at the steakhouse, and you're allowed to break a couple mirrors. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I had to, I had to pull it back. No, nah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think we have anything left after that. Um, but I do appreciate uh, that we went down this this horrible winding road that we went down yeah um to everybody who listened uh thank you for listening so far uh we love you please take your medicine oh hold up hold up hold up hold up oh, oh. we got we got pitches and stuff we got oh we gotta, yes uh, yes premature oh. uh premature ejaculation on my point it happens it happens to the best of us this it happens to me before it happens um, to me all the time um but the uh, for the workshop, we just started up our asynchronous uh, seminar, uh, going over basics of uh, a basic survey of ideology. So we're looking at epistemology, uh, different kinds of theory of mind, stuff like that. So we're doing everything from Descartes to Zizek. Uh, that starts up this week. Uh, so if you sign up for the writer tier of the Patreon, and again, uh, patreon.com slash Truncata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. Um, you can go ahead and sign up for that 10-week seminar. It's built like a graduate level course um, and uh, doesn't have the stress of having to write a thousand papers either. So that's uh, that, that'll be nice. Um, also, my talk at, uh, at UCU Utrecht went well. That's also available on that same Patreon for free. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to anything to hear that. Um, and also per Bataille, because that's what that uh, that talk was about. You can find me on the Schizotopia podcast, uh, a great, great podcast. Um, it's my second time appearing on there, and we talked about 
Bataille and uh, and the GameStop stuff and all sorts of bizarre uh, interconnections, uh, uh, green energy. It's it's bizarre. It was a good time, um, but uh, that's available. It's uh, Schizotopia dot pod on Instagram, or you can just find Schizotopia wherever you look at your uh, podcast. Cool. Um. <clears throat> nothing to announce in my corner uh john may be making a instagram at some point uh as as i've been pressuring him to do for some time now don't do it don't do it don't do it um i'm a terrible employee <laughs> <laughs> yeah hr is going to talk to you about your glee uh association with the uh the tbrd <laughs> with the tbrd institution uh it doesn't seem like you really uh you really feel it oh yeah no i'm i'm, I'm not a company man god damn it obviously i'm the only one with hair i, I don't follow <laughs> dress code <laughs> yeah it's only way. Yeah. sorry man you're gonna lose it i'm telling you yeah yeah one day i'm sorry in advance <laughs> no <laughs> probably not john's gonna have a beautiful head of hair for the rest of his life i think I'm just gonna start gluing this up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start shaving and start gluing. All right. Well, uh, I think we're ready for sign-offs now. So uh, we love you. Please take your medicine. Please take mine too. Make sure to share with your friends. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It works. <laughs> Hell, we're done. God bless. <laughs>